Happy Monday, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. Another weekend is under our belt. Another week is ahead of us. I am your host, Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl, and I'm joined by Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead, shayelliott.com. We are two friends that live 2,000 miles apart. And Shay, we're going on a year since we've seen each other. I know. I just did the math today, actually. <laughs> like just two weeks shy of a year. I was like, why are you <laughs> feeling so grouchy? Oh, you haven't seen your best friend in a year. Not that'll do it. <laughs> that'll do it. I know people have gone a lot longer, obviously. But here we are. Yeah. I still feel but it. S- still, maybe they've gone longer and yeah. they, they were able to spend – Maybe they have more in-person memories. Like you and I have only ever been together like six times. I know. You know, in the same room. So. I know. It's yeah, probably maybe. Believe. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Mm. It's fine. Well, we're all fine. I always just think fine. of that meme of like the guy sitting in the room and he's drinking his coffee and the entire room is on like flames all around mm-hmm. him. The whole room's on fire and he's like, it's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's kind of. It, <laughs> it kind of like. feels like that. Maybe your Mondays feel a little bit like that, listener. (laughs) You're not alone. That's why we're here. We're here to help Mm -hmm. you rescue the art of homemaking from the daily grind. Usually we feel that grind, that pinch on Mondays when we sort of shake off the freedom of the weekend and realize the responsibilities and routines and to-dos that lie before us. So we are here with you. We'll be with you today, Monday, and we'll be with you again in a few days on Thursday. Mm -hmm. How are you today? How's your uh, Monday? Yeah, I'm doing okay. I think okay. I'm okay. I feel like I sort of have my, uh, is it sea legs or land legs? Which one are you supposed to say? Sea what legs. Do? Sea legs? Mm-hmm. When things are wobbly, okay. you get your sea legs. You learn how okay. to kind of walk with the wobble. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I always think land legs because after I've flown or been on a boat, then I get back on shore or you know, on the ground. Mm-hmm. And- that's when my legs feel wobbly. Okay. Then for like the next day, I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Isn't that funny how that happens? I was just explaining this to Stu. I, um, I ever since I got pregnant with my very first baby, like have vertigo issues with heights or things mm. like swings, slides, anything that like jars my equilibrium, cannot mm. do it. Can I just like I, I just fall over? Like I don't have the ability to do it. <laughs> That's not weird. Yeah, the, there's no spinning. There'll be no spinning going on. No. no. Like, I remember the last time like I went on a roller coaster or something, like loop de loops. I yeah. can do like drops and stuff like that, but no, yeah. can't do it. Yeah, all of a sudden like things like yeah, being on a boat. I'm like, could I do that? <laughs> is that is that time gone? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, well, anyways. Anyways. I feel like I have my sea legs. I think they're underneath me. Okay. As far as the week goes. Okay. As far as just, you know, the kitchen being geared up and ready to go for the week and the menu and the to-do list. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little nagging pockets around the house. They got a little fine-tuned on Friday, so I got to go into the weekend um, feeling pretty good. Yeah. Okay. and and hello, the, you saw the YouTube video, like the boot room, it's it's happening. The sink is installed. I have running water. We have forward motion. Forward motion. The boot room dilemma. Yeah. 
Goodness gracious. Mm -hmm. Tell you what. Sometimes just getting off the starting line is the hardest part. Uh, did I tell you this, that while while we were putting the sink up the other day, this is on the video, uh, it's this huge sink, right? And so you're trying to wedge it into the corner of the wall. So you can't really stand behind it or next to it because you're putting it into the corner. So Joel had that awkward angle. Aiden had the other one. And while they were like trying to lift it as high as they could in the air to bring it down on this mount we had made, Aiden bumped the water like the shutoff valve and water started spraying everywhere on the floor while sure. this 200 some odd pound sink was like in the air. It was awesome. That's when that would happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Mm -hmm. uh, what so about we, you? Well, we taught a sourdough class last week and our, we had a little small kitchen fire during the <laughs> class. <laughs> it was like, this is... If you guys think you're alone when you're, like, throwing your hands up at the sky, like, are you serious? Yeah. You're For not real? alone. For you're real? Alone. <laughs> you know? And Stu was just, like, he was manning the camera. He was super quick on his feet. He just put up this, like, we will resume in a moment. Do you know? Insert elevator music while Shay puts out this whole <laughs> kitchen do, fire. Do, 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 do. <laughs> totally oh normal. Gosh. Totally normal. Oh. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly... I'm glad to be out of February now. I am like I'm feeling it. Right? I I February I was doing okay. The end of February, I was like, "Oh, there it is." <laughs> this is the end of February. Oh, is today, today the 28th? last day? Oh, okay. You got to survive today, Shay. I don't know if that is going to happen. <laughs> February is a cruel mistress, that's for sure. You have to get yeah. through or to get to March, but um, I will be very glad to be moving towards something positive, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember saying this to you last year, like you can only do so much cozy. Cozy's great, but like humans weren't meant to stay in perpetual cozy zone, you know? Oh, no. I'm it done being cozy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, and then I already started my artichokes and my snapdragons. I'm like, forget yeah. it. If it's too soon, then shame on me. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care anymore. No. I started a ton of seeds last weekend, so that obviously felt good to just, like, get out and get my hands in the soil. Like, there mm -hmm. are these wonderful little moments. And I'll tell you, like, just the more and more that's swirling around, I find you really have to to tune into those moments. Like, genuinely, whether it's, like, just a sunny day, whether it's a home-cooked meal, whether it's an opportunity mm -hmm. to get out into the garden, whether it's just your kid, like, being like, hey, mom, thanks for all you do, which does happen. If you have young kids, they probably don't say that. But it does happen eventually where the, you'll get these little seeds of gratitude coming mm -hmm. from these people that you're serving with your life. <laughs> 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 and, um, man, I just find myself, like, trying to really – hold those inside and use them as like fuel to go forward you know because mm -hmm. there's lots of good I'm, stuff i there. made uh, burgers the other night and junior was just eating his face off he was so happy and he's just like got this burger in his hand that's about the size of his head and he's like he says thank you mom this Aww. is so good yes <laughs> oh mm -hmm. okay that made it worth it yep oh burgers easy to please. that was the day that i put the uh hamburger in front of the space heater to try to prompt the defrosting. And by the time I reached it, it was a little warm. We all survived. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We're all fine. <laughs> We're all fine. We're all fine here. 
Oh, good stuff. Um, I'm excited to be here with you today, listeners. We're going to be talking about insecurity, <laughs> bringing the fun back to insecurities. And <laughs> serendipitously, um, we always tend to choose the topics that sort of almost exploit our weakness in that moment. Like, hey, let's bring right. the fun back to organization while we're living in chaos. Chaos, <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, yeah, take your pick. So we're here with you, um, going, you know, just going to be hashing this out a little bit. Angela got on Instagram and asked those of you who follow us on Instagram at Homemaker Chic Podcast, uh, what are some insecurities that you have that you want us to speak to? And we got lots of responses. So that'll be fun to sort of dive into today. But before we do that, we got to say thank you to Toops & Co. for sponsoring season 10 of Homemaker Chic Podcast, T-O-U-P-S and co.com. Use coupon code CHIC10 for 10% off this entire season. Clean makeup, clean skincare, the most gorgeous ingredients, luxury makeups, Luxury lotions and potions. Luxury makes up makeups. Makeups, all the beautiful stuff. If you're not sure what to try, try the reparative serum, try the sea buckthorn cleansing oil, try the charcoal bar, try the dry shampoo, try the foundation. I use their foundation. Try the lipstick. This is the Tubes and Co. lipstick. All kinds of beautiful stuff there. No toxic ingredients. So thank you to Emily and Tubes and Co. for sponsoring season 10. Make sure you use the coupon code. Chic 10 for 10% off this whole season. This whole season. Uh, something else I really like about tubes. I have a a glamour puss. My youngest is, uh, she wants to be a makeup artist. She's actually freakishly good for an eight-year-old. Like, you know, I know a lot of women that can't put lipstick on without getting it in their nose. She can put red lipstick on, clean. <laughs> she can put mascara on. And she wears makeup um, after school a few days a week because she likes to practice. She's got my books and everything. It's so cute. But it makes me happy that I don't have to worry about her using garbage, mm -hmm. you know. She, so. Oh, yeah. It, sure. I mean, makeup is nasty. Skincare mm -hmm. is nasty. Skincare is nasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember the first makeup I played with as a kid. It was this – it wasn't called Crayola, but it looked like crayons. Mm. And it was red lipstick and, like, bright 80s blue eyeshadow. Oh, in pretty. In crayon form. Pretty. Yeah. And I remember putting it on before we were about to do errands. My mom was not happy with me because this stuff was not coming off. Yeah. So I, she I, take me out in public <laughs> looking like a little harlot. It was fabulous. <laughs> I just told Georgia about the first makeup my mom bought me. I was in eighth grade, and she bought me clear mascara, which is basically <laughs> Thanks, mom. what moms buy their you know eighth grade daughters to appease them and be like, sure, honey, you can wear mascara to school. And it's just like gel. It just makes your lashes clump together. <laughs> but the next stage, so, you know, Angela and I are 10 years apart. Um, and so when I was like coming into my makeup, you know, wearing sort of age – the big thing was eye glitter. And so, like, we would dab eye glitter all over our eyelid down. If you wanted to be really sexy, you would put it, you know, just a little bit under <laughs> right? on the edge of your eye. And you're just like, does this make me look luscious or what? <laughs> <laughs> smells like Dr. Pepper. Do you like it? <laughs> you were probably in your, like, chic Marilyn Diana phase already by, like, 15 years. And here I am, like just 
putting Pencils vanilla sparkled, paste. sparkled vanilla frosting on my eyes. <laughs> so the boys just can't resist me. <laughs> People will know oh. what I'm talking about. If anyone else was at that weird, awkward tween age in the late 90s, you will you will know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did that? Yeah. That probably coordinated with like Jennifer Lopez's video where she glued all those things on her face. Oh, yeah. Waiting for Waiting tonight. Waiting for tonight. Yep. Oh, yeah. No, it was, yeah. It was not a mm. not necessarily a good time for fashion. <laughs> I remember feeling really great in it, though. And maybe that's oh, the man. point. Maybe I'll bring it back. I don't know. Maybe that's fun. Single-handedly, um, Shay, you do it. You just start, just get on you guys, YouTube with that glitter. Yeah, I got to tell mm. you, like having, when we had Ross Byam Shaw on, was that last week or the week before? Last um, week. I've just kind of been in this posture of like, okay, season 10, the theme, making it fun again. And mm-hmm. when Ross was like, you know what? I'm a bit of a scruffy person. Like, it did something to me. And I was like, Ross, I am a bit of a scruffy person. But <laughs> I see these women. I see pe- women like you, Angela, like, um, who you are not scruffy. I mean, like, you know how to throw down in your flannel pajama pants. But, like, you're not yeah. a scruffy person, I wouldn't say. You, you know how to just put yourself together. You're not a hyper-casual person. Like, no. I wish I was half the time. Yeah. Um, but I just feel silly. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Um, but there was something about Ross saying that where I was like, you know what? I, I'm just ready to like loosen up a little bit, even with that, even with the tight clothing. And maybe it's because my body's just changing and my yeah. age is changing. Things are changing. And the permission to just sort of be a bit scruffy. Like my hair is usually always messy. It just is. Um. I'm scruffy. I live on a farm. It's just the way that I am. And I always have been. But mm-hmm. dang it, I've tried to fight it so hard. And maybe it's time I just don't fight it anymore. <laughs> maybe I'm like, just wear your wear your loose linen pants and your blouse. And like, maybe that's okay. Yeah. Maybe you're not meant to be a tailored person. Well, I think that's something really fun about this season is we're just looking at all these things and going, oh, you mean I can do that? <laughs> yeah. It's been like this big permission yeah. slip. Yeah. Every episode is just turned into this permission slip. Yeah. The feedback on Instagram. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm curious about how today's episode is going to flesh out because uh, when I put the word out on Instagram, I said, we're going to talk about making insecurities fun again. So you guys fill in the blank. And you kind of floored me because we definitely had a majority. Uh, there's a majority here. And so Shay and I are going to do our very best. Maybe we need a glass of wine to get us going. Uh, so yeah. Let's... Also, I haven't heard these questions, so this will be fun. <laughs> I know, but I did talk to you about the theme the other day. Roughly. Yes. Okay. Roughly. I, um, I need a wine glass. I can't drink out of the bottle. Um, this is oh, the part of the- Has it ever stopped you before, <laughs> no, Shay? No, it has. I'm a bit scruffy. I'll drink out of the wine bottle. Okay. Um, this you is the part of our podcast sponsored by Dry Farm Wines. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash- Homemaker Chic, we want you to go there and we want you to stock your pantry with these gorgeous, organic, biodynamic wines from all over the world. People think that this is a Dry Farm label. No, it is not. This is not a brand of wine. Dry Farm Wines is an importer from wines all around the world that hit their very intense, um, what would be the word, qualifications, I suppose. So they go through stringent, super stringent. Mm-hmm. Um, 
These are wines that are alive. They're naturally yeasted. No added chemicals or sweeteners or fillers or colorings or garbage. You won't get a histamine response. You won't get the itchy ears or the itchy eyes when you drink this wine. They're so clean and so beautiful. So that's why we stock them in our home and we get to enjoy them, even if it's less, not more. So dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Go there, get you some bottles, three, six, nine, 12, reds, white, sparkling. Pick your pleasure as it were. Okay. Okay. What you got, girl? Have you had this one? No. First of all, the label. Ladies and gentlemen, I am obsessed with this label. I am not throwing this bottle out. This is a Bordeaux, a red Bordeaux Rouge, so red, red Bordeaux. And it's a garden. And I don't know if you can see this sort of ghost-like figure mm-hmm. here. It's like a so ghost, ghost, an artist, and he has like the artist cape on and he's walking through the garden. This mm-hmm. bottle is so beautiful. I love it. Uh, this is 2020, Ma Matthew Kass, and it is uh, 40% Cab- Cabernet Sauvignon, 30% Cabernet Franc, and 30% Merl- Merlot. And it mm. is just a classic Bordeaux. It's perfect. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So Did you have that with your burgers? From the weekend. What'd you say? Did you have that with your burgers? Yeah, right? That's yes, we did. That's a matter of fact. So, yeah. Um, if you get this, you'll see what I mean about this picture on the front. It's so pretty. So cool. Delicious. Well, delicious. Well, pour a glass, ladies. If it's not wine time where you are, grab a cup of coffee. It grab will a, be soon. A spot of tea. There you go. You're a little cockney. That's all I got for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I could never marry into a British family. I could just couldn't do it. Can, can you like, imagine? What's your problem? Like Jennifer, who there's a couple of people that are married to British people. Uh-huh. Jen- Jennifer is, Candace Owens is, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's these these women. I would just start, I would make a fool out of myself. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I actually, terrifying. I can't think of the name of this, but Instagram suggested, Instagram is being a real jerk lately. And all of a yeah. sudden, every other image in my feed is of, come travel to Italy, come to Lake Como. Don't you want to be jumping into these Mediterranean waters, like come, come see the Cinque Terre, come do this thing in Rome, and I'm like, you're being a real bee right now. Okay, stop it, stop showing me that. I can't go right now. Okay, stop it. Um, but they recommended this couple, and I can't, I can't remember the name of their feed, but it was a um a woman from America who married okay. an Italian man. And their entire, like, TikTok, Instagram thing is just weird things that go on when you cross cultures. (laughs) So, like, and they do things, of course, to, like, spite each other and to make it silly. But, like, one of the things was she rearranged their bedroom and she wanted to surprise him. So he comes in and he's like, oh, you, I can see you worked really hard. And then he walks out. He's like, I'm not sleeping in that bedroom. And she's like, what are you talking about? I worked so hard. Like, this is beautiful. He's like, I'm not sleeping in there. Like, you can sleep in there, but I'm not sleeping in there. And she's like, Why? Well, because you rearranged the bed and the bed's facing the door and that's bad luck. Like, I'm not sleeping in there. Like, there's just all these little things that you mm-hmm. don't think about when Who, you cross. Which countries? Somebody- uh, Italy and America. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so, and she like, she'll like microwave, you know, Betty Crocker lasagna and serve it to him as homemade just to like get his react. It's just funny. It's so funny. <sighs> these little cultural mannerisms that you don't think yeah. about, you know, mm-hmm. and oh, it gives me a good chuckle. 
And it actually really makes me thankful. I mean, I am thankful to be married to somebody who I'm already hard enough to understand as a woman. Like, it, God help me if I married a man if who didn't understand cultural the cultural divorce. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Poor Stuart's hanging on for dear life already. I don't think I don't think we would have made it if there was like a huge, yeah, cultural mountain to climb as well. <laughs> right. Right. Maybe that would just maybe that'd keep the mystery, you know? I don't know. Keep yeah. things exciting. Let's just not talk. Let's just smile at each other. And <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. Good stuff. So so today what we're gonna do is we're going to talk about uh keeping insecurities, making insecurities fun again. And we're gonna do our best to slop through this. Goodness gracious. Because it's not like we're counselors or anything. I don't know whose stupid idea it was to pick this topic, but I don't know. I think it was mine. Sorry. <laughs> Great. Well, gosh, don't we have a lot of insecurities as women, as homemakers? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll confess this. Like, Angela and I had a conversation this morning where I was like, genuinely, mm-hmm. I, I need your wisdom. You have 10 more years of just sort of having made decisions, being confident in those decisions, being confident in who you are and the way that thing, and just being, you know, I don't have that yet. Like I'm in my mid thirties and I think about where I was in my mid twenties and I'm a light year away from that. So mm-hmm. is that the same for mid thirties to like mid forties? Do you think, it's do you be. think you just sort of solidify, you get a little bit more sturdy in the way that you've chosen to live and who you are? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Okay. It has to be. <laughs> it has to be. It has to be. It has to be what's happening here. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So um in our friendship, I rely on Angela a lot to just be like, okay, tell me this is the right thing, right? <laughs> like uh homeschooling's okay, right? Making these business like this is okay, right? So it's um yeah, it's certainly not like we're coming to this with a giant ace up our sleeves and all of our securities. That's for no sure. No way. Uh, okay, you want to dive right in or should we pick a couple uh, like sure. lighthearted ones? <laughs> uh, it's up to you. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just let's just get in. Let's just get there because the, look, there's no avoiding. I'm just going to put this. I'm going to say this. There, there's no way we're going to avoid saying the wrong thing to someone during this episode <laughs> because there's a lot that's gone down the last couple years. A lot of people came at it from different um Worldviews to begin with, different levels of confidence in their health, different yeah. securities or insecurities about a variety of different things. Um, so know that, like, we're gonna Shay and I are flawed people, and we're we're just gonna wade into this. We what we got was the Instagram direct messages blew up with relationships and. Let me just throw these words out. Making other making other people fun again. Making being a person fun again. Making going out in public fun again. Making socializing fun again. Making going to the store fun again. Uh over and over over again. These this the overarching theme was I'm pretty trashed from two years of on and off quarantine and chaos. And I don't know how to be a person anymore. That yeah, countless. I, I'm not. I can't sit here and read all of them. Countless, and this was the theme. So I think we should um, <clears throat> just 
go muck about in that for that is those are dangerous territories um yeah and if you're listening to this and we do say something that you're like i don't agree with that just know like you can send us an email saying you don't agree with that and we're gonna get somebody who sends us an email who says absolutely preach on so yeah uh, whatever you're really damned if you do damned if you don't so you know all we can really do is just speak to things as best we can um Mm -hmm. through our filter through our experience through our worldview frankly right um and we also, you know, you and I live really far apart. Your community uh-huh. right now and for the last six months or whatever, I don't know, however long. Yeah. You know, all communities have approached this different. Yeah. Big time. Uh, as well. Big time. So we had a surge where people were pretty intense. Yeah. And now you wouldn't know anything is happening. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As kosher as I can say it. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, yeah. I'm really trying to choose my words carefully here. Mm-hmm. Um, we have been blessed through the time of COVID in our community in that we were on the same page about things and how we were going to handle them as a family, as our church, and as our family, um, my extended family, my sisters, my parents, mm-hmm. my aunts, like the, that whole thing, and also our friends. Uh, so the friends that we see the most, the friends that we have dinner with, the friends that we take trips with, um, frankly, by God's grace, we we all sort of approach this in the same way. And yeah. so um, that was really helpful for us because we were able to sort of have some semblance of normalcy. Mm-hmm. And so whether that was having people over for dinner attending church services. We have supper every Friday at my parents' house as a family. Um, So we were able to go about certain things in our life, even though Washington certainly responded differently than, you know, a lot of states did in general. Mm -hmm. Um, So we were able to sort of hang out in this little cocoon of yeah, all of this is going on out there, but in our community, actually, things stayed very normal. Just in, in your community, in our community. in our community, yeah. our yeah, our bubble, yeah, your within our community. bubble, <laughs> mm-hmm. as it yeah. were. Um, mm-hmm. And so, uh, so I don't know if I can speak to some of that stuff, but because of the way that Washington responded and the way that that trickled down to our county, um, this is certainly something we're still dealing with significantly here in our community Mm -hmm. and so something like making going to the store fun again i don't know if i'm quite the person to speak to that because i have all but stopped going to stores um and it's not because i'm afraid of getting COVID. it's because I already. Fun how do I say this? It wasn't fun anymore. I, <laughs> I already uh, sort of battled with social anxiety. I'm a not very non-confrontational person. I'm super private, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, super reserved. Will not say I got a risotto, a really expensive risotto, out when Stu and I went to dinner the other night, and it was cold. Did I send it back? No, I did not. I ate cold risotto because that's what? just the way that I am. I know Stu goes. You know, Angela would send that back. I'm like, I know she would. I know she would. You guys, it's just the way I am. So the idea of like somebody yelling at me in public or I mean, yeah. that was already something I dealt with severely. And so, the, you know, I don't know. I don't think I can speak to that because it's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun here still. 
it's not still fun. not fun. So I don't know. How do you, I mean, maybe you can. Well, you know, if, if the listeners, like if, if individually I was out for coffee with, with these people that blew up the direct message and said that, I mean, I, I think we really, it doesn't hurt to just like acknowledge what was taken. Like, you know, we, yeah. can, we, we joke like, oh, you know, a portion of our humanity was taken. Like you were being told to cover your face for two years. Mm-hmm. I, that is a big deal. I, mm-hmm. I think that's a big deal. I know it's going to tick a lot of people off, but mm-hmm. I, there's social cues and I'm part deaf in one ear. That was so freaking hard for me to communicate with other people. I dreaded mm-hmm. going out in public because I could not communicate with people. I need to see their mouth, mm-hmm. especially if they're soft spoken or like a cashier. I'm not familiar. You know, my my friends and stuff like that's. Well, yeah. no, my obviously I wasn't wearing a mask around my friends if they had somebody over or something. But in public, yeah. I dreaded it. It was just miserable. I just it, it it was miserable. I think that it's really we're far enough out. Like, can we just acknowledge like that sucked? Mm-hmm. So if you're left and you're you have a mask in your glove compartment or you just dread it, you you're in such a routine of not going out anymore and you're mm-hmm. you dread it. I just go ahead and acknowledge that mm-hmm. I dread it. I hated it. I'm traumatized by the whole thing. It doesn't make you a weak person yeah. to look back on the last two years and go, that was that was actually traumatic. <laughs> Aside <laughs> it is from what other people, it's not yeah. to discredit the real pain that other people went through. Yeah. Okay, I'm not talking apples. I'm not comparing apples with oranges. I'm just saying, as a you're a person. The people that reached out in the direct messages and said, I don't want to go out in public. I don't know how to do it anymore. I don't know how to interact with people anymore. Like, mm-hmm. you're a person, you can have those feelings. And I'm not judging you for it. Like, mm-hmm. it was a big-ass deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for a lot of people, it still is a big deal. <clears throat> yeah. And so, um, I think you're right. I think acknowledging it is so critical. And, you know, I'll just be, again, transparent, because I don't know how to, I don't know how to be anything but. Not but be- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Chronic overshare. Um, we have sort of just decided to create as good of a situation at home as we can, because Mm -hmm. going out in public and going out and doing things is not fun here right now. So we're investing a lot into our property, you know, like the money that we probably would have spent traveling here or doing this or doing that. I'm like, what do we need? Do we need a pizza oven? What do we, I like gonna get a swing set for like my kids are like older but i'm like what it's something mm-hmm. they, they'll still do it it'll be fun we'll get a new tire swing like let, what can we invest in here good wine good food having our friends over like mm-hmm. we're trying to sort of be the hub of fun because mm-hmm. i do think it's actually going to take some time culturally to just unravel from right. from everything and, and you know, we're all coming to this from different perspectives with, you mm-hmm. know, different, like you said, worldviews, leanings, um, ideas on how it should be solved. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think something that we can all do is just cultivate a really beautiful home, a really wonderful, safe space to be in uh, where you you can kind of just 
not be on lockdown in your home, but just give yourself a space where you don't have to you don't have to be necessarily such a partaker in the cultural unwinding of it all. As people, people are trying to find their footing. Like, what are we doing? What are we not? What state? Do I, do I go here? What do I, how do I do this? Right. <laughs> it's winter. We're getting organized. We're getting clean. We are washing our sheets from American Blossom Linens. Softer with each washing. These are our favorite sheets here on the show. You know this as fans of vintage linens. These are the best sheets ever. Shay and I love to call them modern vintage. And you need to be sleeping on them with a process called combing. All the rough fibers are pulled through these American-made, Texas-grown cotton sheets. This creates the softest, most beautiful sheets for your home. You will love them. I know you're in the mood to spruce things up. You want to make things fabulous for your home, beautiful. You want to survive winter in style. Do that with American Blossom Linens. Visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use this equally as beautiful coupon code HOMEMAKERSHEET20 for 20% off sheets, duvets, beautiful linens that I know you will love as much as Shay and I do. AmericanBlossomLinens.com. Use the coupon code HOMEMAKERSHEET20. Last year, we finally took the jump into the freeze-drying world with a beautiful new freeze-dryer from Harvest Dry, and we are so glad that we did. As a homemaker and gardener, these freeze-dryers have the very important job of making sure that nothing, whether it's a bountiful crop from the garden or leftover soup from Sunday supper, go to waste. These incredible machines are very versatile. You can use your freeze-dryer to preserve dairy, meat, produce, and even complete meals. Here's the very best part. Everything is completely automatic. You literally just fill the freeze dryer trays, push the start button, and walk away. Preserving food can be that simple. Freeze-dried foods last for 25 years in your cupboards and will maintain taste and color and flavor. The food retains nearly all of its nutritional value, and home freeze-dried food costs one-third the cost of store-bought, which means your freeze-dryer from Harvest Right will pay for itself in no time. This is the perfect season to order your freeze-dryer so you can have it set up and ready for spring and summer bounty, whether you're freeze-drying fruits, vegetables, herbs, milk, or even eggs. Harvest Right machines are the best on the market and will soon become an invaluable player of your preserving kitchen. Visit bit.ly forward slash Harvest Right Homemaker or click the link in the show notes to shop your new home freeze dryer system from Harvest Right today. This is Angela. You've been following over on ParisianFarmGirl.com or maybe over on Parisian Farm Girl on Instagram. You've seen me redoing my home. You love the style, but you want to develop a little bit of your own style too. So here's what I think you should do. You need to visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com and become a member of my Old World Design Society. As a member of the society, each quarter, I'm going to walk you through making your personal space even more beautiful with three private design classes, We have a design forum that is overflowing with ideas for your home and like-minded old souls just like you, and of course, a quarterly publication print or digital with no ads. The current magazine, Winter 2022, is so lovely, if I do say so myself, full of plenty of design inspiration and DIY projects to keep you busy until the tulips come up. So visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com, become a member of this special community, of like-minded old souls. That's oldworld.parisienne farmgirl.com. 
A huge concept on this show is better, not more. And our sponsor, House of Tokemon, exemplifies this idea. Visit hotrugs.net because I know you're tired of throwing your money away on cheap rugs that don't survive your lifestyle. And I know you want to dress your home in a hand-woven rug from House of Tokemon. These beautiful vintage rugs are known to outlast their plastic counterparts. You know, those washable rugs by two decades. I know your washable rug hasn't held up the way you want it to. All of the House of Tokemon rugs are heirloom quality, they're handmade, and they are made from the finest cottons and sheep's wool. Buy directly from their website, always enjoy free shipping in the continental U.S., or enjoy a custom sourcing experience. I'll give you a little hint. Follow House of Tokemon over on Instagram for the most incredible education on rug quality, care, and sourcing. And then when you're ready, use this exclusive coupon code, HOMEMAKER25, for 25% off a beautiful investment into your home. You're guaranteed a one-of-a-kind rug, no fake antique rugs, no machine-made copies or replicas. You've seen them in our homes. Now it's time to dress your home in a rug. Visit House of Tokemon at hotrugs.net. That's hotrugs.net. And use the coupon code HOMEMAKER25. Right. And when it comes... So, yes to that. I mean, I, d- I did that last year. I'm like, what do you want? You want a sandbox? <laughs> Call the dump truck. Like, what do you, you want a swing? Put up a swing. Like, like yeah. let's let's make this as as great as we can. Yeah. But that doesn't that that doesn't uh, fix the like, you know, remembering how to function at a restaurant or yeah, how to be a decent human being in the checkout lane. You know, just sort yeah, of just like, don't be a jerk, you guys. Feeling insecure right, I, about it. Like, just, like, that's how I'm you're not a like a big like. Oh, it all begins with me, person. But it like it mm-hmm. actually does now this time. You know, like let's let's mm-hmm. go and remember um, to smile out in public. Let's start with smiling. Yeah, smiling. I always smile really big at people. Um, mm-hmm. I also because then you're not gonna be angry at you if you're really smiling. I also tip my servers really well, like mm-hmm. exponentially well, as much as I can, because at least here, you know, there are there are no servers. They're still like dealing yeah. with some serious staffing issues because of it all. And, you know, they're there, they're having to wear a mask for a 12 hour shift on their feet as if being a waitress wasn't a hard enough right, job. Hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> now they have to do it wearing a mask. Ugh. Um, anyway, so like that's how I'm I'm trying to 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 be a positive force. And I think a lot of people could take that approach. Just don't right. be a jerk. Right. I got oh my gosh, there was a lady <laughs> who emailed me mm-hmm. who um so I taught this sourdough Zoom class last week. And there was a lady who couldn't figure out her Zoom link. And and that happens, especially when you do this for a lot of people. And she just sent me the nastiest email, all caps. You know, I couldn't figure this out. You made this really too difficult. Maybe next time don't waste all my all of my very important time, like 18 exclamation points. And I thought, well, I laughed. So but then I was like, wow, there are people like you in the world. Yeah, yeah. There are people who actually act like that. I'm giving you a free sourdough class. Here's your, you just have to click the link. Like, I can't do that for you, you know? And I just thought, wow, what a difficult way to go through life. And it's easy for us to be critical of ourselves and think, oh my gosh, am I being nasty? Am I being mean? Am I, I'm feeling insecure about this. Just don't be that person. Step one. Step one. Don't be that person. Don't be that person. And you're going to actually be in a much better position. And, you know, we talked about this a few seasons ago. It's like, this sounds very simple and it sounds very mean and I don't mean it that way. 
But like, if you kind of just mind your own business, that's a really good way to be a person in public, a good person in public. If you kind of just mind your own business. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, so we're smiling. <laughs> we're minding our own business. We're smiling. We're smiling. We're sending our risotto back because it's okay to do that. And still smile while you send the risotto back. <laughs> it was lukewarm. It wasn't cold. It was Ew. Cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and uh, be gentle with yourself. Like maybe just start with like a small, a small little thing. Like I have a, yes. I have a handful of stores, local stores that I go to that I feel safe in. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel so, uh, secure in going there. Um, and so maybe you just need to start small. Try to find just maybe one of those places where you can just maybe it's a coffee shop where you can just go, just sit, have coffee, smile at people as they walk by, read a book. You know. Like, be normal. Right. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it does, there is some fortitude involved, uh, depending on how much of a mental beating you've taken throughout all of this, as far as the decision to not be afraid of other people, the decision to be kind, the decision to be intentionally grateful and decent when you're out in public, you know, if making, being intentional when you leave the house, you, I think, Mm -hmm. I mean, it. Think about like, okay, you know, when you're a homeschool mom, like what is the number one question you get as a homeschool mom? What about socialization? <laughs> <laughs> Drives me crazy. Okay, we've had a lot of unsocializing going on as grownups for the last two years or two years. Mm-hmm. That, that that happened. We There are going to be personalities that are stronger at socializing and maybe like it wasn't uh, this sucks. I'm wearing my mask on, but it's not maybe decreasing my skill. But maybe there are, we have listeners where they're just kind of feeling like they the skill is gone. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it especially is you know if you're more introverted or I don't know. Yeah. Just there's. Yeah, I'm sure so many people have been affected by this so differently. Mm-hmm. But I do think just smiling and being kind is a great, great baby step. Mm-hmm. And like you said, if it's really if you really are having a hard time and want to get back to your routine. We all had fun routines before all of this, whether it was a particular coffee shop on Tuesdays and then the mall on Saturdays or the antique mall on Wednesday evenings, you know, Mm -hmm. take a baby step towards getting back to that routine and go ahead and I would say acknowledge it's okay for those things to be important to you. Yeah, it is. To make you a bad person that you liked going out in public and and you miss interacting with people. Yeah. I think a lot of lies have been sucked up. We've 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 taken in a lot of lies. Like I'm not talking about from the government or whatever. I'm just saying like <clears throat> we've adopted a lot of things into our personas during this. That it's time to shed. Like, mm-hmm. We're humans. We are humans. We need other people. We need to make eye contact. We need to see each other people's mouths move. We need to engage with other people and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, laugh in the checkout lane. Yeah. yeah. No, it's all I mean, very real. We're, we are image bearers of our creator. Mm-hmm. All yes. of us, whether you like it or not, <laughs> you bear the image. Right. You were formed. You were made perfectly as you are. And when we when we meet face to face, when we see each other face to face, we bear the image of the artist who made us. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that that can't be um, denied. I mean, it can't be minimized. Minimized. Yeah. Thank you. That's mm-hmm. the word I was looking for. Yeah. Um, I think that is that is super important. And if you're not quite sure just where to start, you know, maybe a good place to start would just be having people over to your house. Maybe just have a friend over for afternoon tea, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe just get your feet under you a little bit that way. And you're probably going to be inse- a little bit insecure about it. Um, you know, I've been hosting a lot. I've fed the people, <laughs> still feeding mm-hmm. the people. I've had people over a lot, tons of practice. And I think it's important to acknowledge that there's never a time I'm going to have somebody over where I don't feel that tinge of insecurity. Like, okay, do I have everything I need? We we good? Da, 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 da. Is everyone in the right frame of mind? Do I need to talk to any of the kids first? Like, mm-hmm. how does the house look? Is there poop in the toilet? Like, there's there's always these tinges of like, oh, I, you know, I hope that they can come and have a good time and that we totally don't bomb this. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, we are human and we are fallen and we do make mistakes. Um, and so I, I think part of it, too, is speaking to insecurities is sort of recognizing the insecurity, calling it what it is, and then doing it anyway. Just kind of marching along be like i see you mm-hmm. i'm just not gonna listen to you yes and i think that yes. that's true for how insecurity plays out in all the ways mm-hmm. all the ways um you know we, we've talked on the show before about talking to ourselves versus listening to ourselves yes and it sounds easy it's not you actually have to learn to recognize it and uh Call it what it is and, like, kind of tell it what you're going to do with it. <laughs> Sometimes that's easier than other times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's hard. Insecurities are, are – they are our weak point. They are what make us the weakest. And the reason I think that they are our insecurities in the first place, whether it's having people over to your house, whether it's going out in public, whether it's – I mean, take your pick – um, there are weak points because they're usually true, or some element of truth. There's there's some yeah, element of experience. truth. There's yeah. some element of truth there. The things yeah. that I am the most insecure about, um, are the things that like they're the the truths that are like that make me feel less than, right? Mm-hmm. And like those are the the really ugly, hard, difficult things that I don't want people to see. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's natural to want to be like, okay, I feel that and I recognize it. And so now I'm just going to lean into it because yikes, don't want to go down that road. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. It's much easier to turn your back to it than to just face it head on. Or, yeah. you know, they don't even – they don't like you just said, you know, you're just like, I see you. Insecurities, I don't know that they always have to be faced head on. I don't have that much energy. <laughs> but just mm-hmm. just an acknowledgement. Like this well, is a valid feeling. Whether you're uh feeling insecure about your weight, like some of the ones on this list mm-hmm. were um somebody said making fat fun again. <laughs> somebody <laughs> said um feeling left out. Um mm-hmm. we had being introverted, you know. It, it's not always mm-hmm. – I don't 
I'm not, you know, I don't want to sound like the self-help aisle. I don't think you always have to go through um, with a machete and just fix everything. Like, you're going to feel left out sometimes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's nothing you can do about that. I think you, what you can do that about is just kind of remind yourself what is true. Like, right. I'm not left out all the time. Yes. I have opportunities to- It's not necessarily to a solution. Right. Rational, some rational thinking. Exactly. Okay. Um, okay. Let's get, let's get personal. Um, one of my greatest insecurities is the fact that I didn't become a Christian until I was, you know, it's hard. I guess it's hard to put a time on it, but after college, um, mm -hmm. early 20s. Um, and so there was, there was a whole life that was sort of lived before, before that time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously, like most people who grow up, a lot of things I'm not proud of, a lot of things that I wish were different, a lot of things I wish I wouldn't have learned the hard way, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you know that. Most people know that road, okay? Mm -hmm. You fill in the blank. Um, and But now being a Christian, you know, when when people sort of ask me about my conversion or ask me how this happened or whatever it may be, I'm like, you know, I and I I struggle to think of the day when like my daughters ask me about things or um, things that I don't really want to remember, frankly, things that mm -hmm. I don't really want to speak to. So that's a massive insecurity for me. Like, please don't ask. Please don't ask me about that time. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and so when I feel that way, though, because all that is true and mm -hmm. all that is how I actually feel about it. I have to remind myself, again, coming from my worldview here, you guys, I have to remind myself of who God says I am now. Right. Those right. things, two things can be true at the same time. Yes. You can feel insecure about, for me, my life before I came to believe in Christ. And so I can feel that way. I can feel insecure about it. But then when I, I have to remind myself of what is true. Okay. Well, God says, that I am forgiven of those things. God says that my mm -hmm. sin is now far as far away as the East is from the West. God says that he will hold me dear and that I will not be lost, that I am his, right? Mm -hmm. And I have these securities that I know to be true. And so there are many nights, you know, those great memes about like, I'm laying down trying to sleep and now I'll remember the stupid thing I said in second grade. That's mm -hmm. me. I'll lay down and my mm -hmm. mind will just go and and hey, remember when you did this? Hey, remember when you did this? Hey, remember when you did this? And I'll say to myself, that is true, but here's what's truer. And here's who God says that I am. And so, like to me, what my deepest points, if we're not talking about like superficial insecurities, the the mm -hmm. real icky ones, the real, yeah. really painful ones. That's that's how I have to get through them is just say, yeah, OK, I, it's true. But here's what's truer. And I just have to mm -hmm. remind myself, you're loved. That's mm -hmm. taken care of. It's been dealt with. It's done now. The end. The end. Hmm. Blech. Blech. <laughs> told you I didn't know how this was going to go. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I just, I genuinely like wait for the day. I mean, just living the life that we live. I just wait for the day when 
like somebody from my past will just send me an Instagram message and be like, hey, I'm just thank- so thankful that like MySpace is nothing anymore. <laughs> Please don't go dig pictures up from MySpace. <laughs> hey, I remember when you did this. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Um, but yeah, I I do. It's just worth it's just worth acknowledging. Knowing where your weak spots are is good because it also allows you to to um protect them in the right way, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um. Okay, give me another one. I don't want to talk okay. about that anymore. <laughs> No, well, I, but I, but I, I, you know, even with what you said, the, the whole two things can be true at one time is a great application for an insecurity mm-hmm. because you can, the, the feeling of the insecurity, that is true. It's you're, that's how you're feeling mm-hmm. at that time. And so if you're feeling insecure, you know, um, uh, let's see, what did someone say? Never being smart enough. She's never smart enough in her mm-hmm. social situations. Okay. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. very she feels that way. That mm-hmm. that is true. The truth is also that she's probably really smart about a few things. You know, I mean, so mm-hmm. just to mm-hmm. I just think a really simple I think we're just too hard. We make everything so complicated and just a simple acknowledgement of the insecurity and then okay, and and this, you know. Do you think um, that that's so also like smart. a like a homogenization as well? Um, spe- I mean, speaking to the one that you just read, mm-hmm. I think that's a great one, um, and one that we've we talk actually a lot about in our house because we are educating our children ourselves, mm-hmm. and my children are receiving a completely different education than the type of education I received. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, Georgia has read more classic literature than I have read in my life. And so I've actually had to deal with the insecurity of like, do I go back? Do I try to like re-educate myself in this, you know, in this sort of classical model? Do I, how, how do I do this? Especially when, you know, very much like this listener, so being surrounded by incredibly smart people. I mean, even my husband, I used to think if Stu read a book, I would read it. So we would have something to talk about. And that lasted for like 12 pages. And I'm like, (laughs) I can't do this. This is so hard. I need Audible. I need Audible. But um, but you have, and, and this listener has, a knowledge in something else. And, you know, mm-hmm. in the Christian world, we talk this about being like the body of Christ. So there's a pinky finger and there's an index finger and there's a kneecap and there's, mm-hmm. you know, a different neck. And there's and, there yeah. are different spots for different people. Who, mm-hmm. who serve different roles. And I think only time and confidence and, you know, prayer and, and sort of security in that is going to say, um, this is who I am and this is what this is what I have to offer you, this conversation. And there's also nothing wrong with just listening and asking mm-hmm. thoughtful questions. No one will think you're stupid if you listen well. And if you try to engage in the conversation, not as a, oh, well, I have an answer to this or here's my opinion, but mm-hmm. in a general engaging way where you're asking really thoughtful questions to help yourself to understand something better. Mm-hmm. So there are, I think there are actual ways to, to – uh, so we talked about like reminding yourself of what is true. Right. Um, 
being in a posture of learning and being in a posture of asking questions to engage in the conversation. Yeah. I mean, I that's a great way to cover uh, insecurity. Or I think something really important to ask um, when dealing with an insecurity, and this is maybe a little bit tough or aggressive, is how much of it is connected to pride? A, a lot of times I think we connect pride with like ego or uh, – uh, we have an idea of what an overinflated sense of self looks like. But I think there's also like, there can be pride, like maybe in a situation, for example, of not feeling smart enough. Um, pride that would hold you back from saying, you know what, I, I know absolutely nothing about that subject, or I, I don't mm -hmm. know what country you're talking about. Mm -hmm. or, I've never read that book or thought about that philosophical term. Could you unpack that a little bit for yes. me? Yes. Just having a yes. humility in saying, this is not my forte. Yes. This isn't my wheelhouse. I'm not good at this. Hey, you know what? I'm actually really bad at getting stains out of laundry. Could you show me how you do that? Could you? I mean, how how many insecurities do we have where if we humbled ourselves to the people in our sphere and made ourselves vulnerable and invited them in yeah. to that situation or just said, this is a real insecurity for me. I don't like how I feel right now. Um, you want to be a part of this with me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the way you said that. Can you unpack that for me? Listen, and then if the person comes back to you and says, what are you, an idiot? Then they're the jerk. Okay? Right. You, they're you being that person. <laughs> you were fine. And what you did was yeah. fine. And what you did was, if you if anyone assumes that they know it all, they're dumb. Whoops. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. That is a dumb thing to think. And so I think you're right. I think it takes... Um, I don't even know if I would say like less pride, it just an engagement, an engagement mm -hmm. with an idea or with a thought. Yeah. And if it's met with pride, then that's that, that's that person's problem. Right. Um, think about right. if somebody came to you and asked you a question like, no, I don't know what country you're talking. Oh, I'm not sure. I don't know that author. You know, oh, I haven't read that book. Can you give me the, mm -hmm. you know, paraphrased version of it? Mm -hmm. Um. That's it, it, you know when you do that it makes you can learn okay so I'll think of, I this is I don't like to get things wrong okay I don't shocker, is that a pride thing <laughs> I don't like to be wrong okay I don't like to feel foolish yes I I don't I'm I'm working on this design project and I sent the client a bunch of links to stuff I was recommending and she ordered it one of the links was from the UK. And it took like over a month to get here. That was just a stupid, dumb, ditzy move on my part. And I said, when is this product going to be here? And she said, well, you ordered the link you gave me was from the UK. I was like, oh, I hate feeling stupid. I hate feeling like a ditz. Mm -hmm. I don't like getting things wrong. I was in my garden last year with a friend. And there was a ton of racket going on from maybe it was two years ago. Anyway, barnyard animals, children ducks in the pond. It was loud. And I used the word cacophony. And she looked at me and I just went, it's cacophony, isn't it? <laughs> like, I've been saying that wrong my whole life, haven't I? She's like, yeah. I'll, now I know. It was embarrassing. I'm just like, well, I know this person loves me very much. So I'm just going to be the idiot for a moment and get it over with. And <laughs> come on, now like, I know that's how to just say good. It. That's just good fun. Like, 
laugh. My word, like, stop taking yourself so seriously. Right. That's what I'm talking about, (laughs) pride. Like, like maybe there's a part of this situation where you just need to get over yourself and just put it out there. Hey, you know what? I'm feeling a little left over here, a left, little left out. If you're in a group of friends and they're all carrying on, like, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and frankly, like, that, what an opportunity for growth. Um, yeah. You know, I sit, exactly. I sit around people who are smarter than me all the time. And I have learned to ask questions and listen because mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. actually learn a lot by listening. Just, you know, like I love listening to Stu and his dad talk theology because his dad's a pastor. Mm. And so they'll get into it, man. And mm. I learn so much. I don't have to participate. I don't have to fly that insecurity. <laughs> just like mm-hmm. just sit and listen and observe kind of mind my own business. Like just being a po- that posture, I think deals mm-hmm. that alone deals with a lot of our insecurities. Because we can't know it all. We can't do it all. We can't. We can't have experienced it all. And, you know, on the flip side of that, I think it's important that we as women who care about these sorts of things also learn how to speak in a way that interests and engages and is in a a good posture for other people to hear what we're saying. So, you know, if my -hmm. point is like, if we're in a group of women and we're having this conversation and we should be thoughtful about bringing all the people into the conversation you know and if you're just like oh this one time when in rome we were blah, blah, blah. it's like people get tired of that pretty quick you know people know when you're talking at them versus when you're mm-hmm. talking with them and so knowing that we all have these insecurities wouldn't it be great is not only when we were on the receiving end of conversation to learn how to handle that well, but also when we were on the, like kind of the giving end of conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If we learn how to do that in a way, knowing that a lot of, a lot of people deal with social um, Mm -hmm. insecurities. Couldn't think of the word we've been talking about. this. (laughs) Yeah. uh, You know, (laughs) when we've talked about hospitality in the past, we've talked about having eyes to see when someone needs being cared for. And this is a great, in the topic of insecurity is a great place for us as women, because we are nurturing typically, to have, you know, mm-hmm. ears to hear and just like an awareness. Put your antennas on. Like what when you're in a room with people, when you are in the checkout lane, when you know, yeah. it's it's cliche, like, oh, be nice to everybody because somebody's going through something. Uh, yes. And and be aware. Like be decent. Pay attention to what's read work on reading people. Pay attention to what mm-hmm cues people are giving what they're saying because everybody's got them it's not just you everybody's Everybody's got insecurities yeah everybody's got them yep Hmm. um i think that's good that's our hour but that is there i I think there's a lot of stuff that's applicable to there remind yourself what is true be in a posture of good questions be in a a posture of good just good engagement good humanness you know Mm -hmm. stay in your lane Keep to your business. Don't forget self, self-deprecation and humility. Yeah. Be willing and to, yes, laugh. Be willing mm-hmm. to just laugh. I'll tell you, I use words all the time that do not exist. And Stuart finally was like, you have to stop doing that. He's like, if you say a word in your head first and then think, is that a word? <laughs> then just don't say it if you're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what, it's more fun to laugh at the word when you say it wrong than it is just to know it all. 
Yep. <laughs> okay, friends. I hope you've enjoyed our um, cacophony. Oh, man. <laughs> Here this Cacophony. Afternoon. That's a good one. <laughs> And I hope, I don't know, maybe we helped, maybe we just made it worse. Well, so it remains to be seen. But we will Ooh. see you again on Thursday. Um, in between now and then, what you need to do is you need to go over to patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast and become a patron because then you will receive um, video versions of the show and you can receive those book snippets as we're writing them. Um, I have opened a few emails in the last week that said my cookbook link is not working so if you'll give me a week or two to figure that out, because I have no idea why or even how to begin to fix that. Oh, so I will tell you what. Uh, wade my way through that and uh, we'll be back yeah. on Thursday. For being non-techie people, we really chose the wrong profession. Seriously. Like, yeah. It, I don't know why we're here. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> but we'll be back again. We'll see you Thursday. Days, so. Okay, ladies. Cheers. Cheers.